Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Cod Swallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking cod swallow. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay, I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Cod Swallow podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Cod Swallow, right here, man. Welcome to this week's special edition, best of episode of Talking Codswallop. I am Gemma as always, and this is an intro to the show, so the other guys aren't with, uh, with me at the moment, but either way, you're going to hear a lot of them, so don't you worry. <laughs> this episode is comprised of some never-before-heard audio, which um, a couple of episodes uh, I recorded with James and James also then recorded with Andy in a separate episode as well. So I've put, taken the best bits out of those episodes and put them all together, basically. Also, we've got not necessarily in this order, but you'll know by the sound effects which order it's going to be. It's going to be Comic-Con specials and interviews from there. We have got celebrity interviews who have been on the show and we've also got stories of the week which some of them have absolutely made me roar with laughter so i had to put some of those in as well and there's probably much much more as well so you're probably looking at the time and thinking gee whiz <laughs> yeah gee whiz this is a long episode but it's totally worth it because we turned to a couple of weeks ago and unfortunately due to having a few illnesses and people's schedules and whatnot we weren't able to record a special episode for that so I'm considering this our second year birthday episode and it is impressive to see how much we've actually uncovered in the last two years was impressive to me so I hope you have that mutual feeling but if you don't then well, sorry, but yeah, I really do feel like we have covered an awful lot of things in the last two years. So, I mean, Christ, I even gained four lots of testicles. So, you know, after a year. <laughs> so anyway, on with the show. And I really hope you enjoy this episode. In the description of the episode, there are going to be lists of which audio is from where. So if you want to go back and listen to them, either via iTunes, Podbean, uh, Stitcher, God, we're on so many. The only one we're not on is SoundCloud. So go back and listen to them and listen to them in full and just enjoy the episodes because oh, they're all good. So, <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> self-absorbed self Gemma is answering that question. But, you know, you've got to be proud of what you do. Also, if you're an iTunes listener, and it's going to be a little bit cheeky now, but we've got 
I think it's something like 68 reviews on iTunes, which is really awesome. But if you haven't left us an iTunes review and you really fancy doing so, please pop over to, well, obviously iTunes, leave us a five-star review. Um, well, I shouldn't dictate to you to leave us a five-star review, but if you could leave a five-star review, that would be awesome because it then helps us grow up in the charts and it just helps us to sort of build a bit more of an audience and whatnot. So not that we don't love you guys. Of course we do. <laughs> and uh, yeah, usual Twitter, face- uh, Facebook and Instagram is at Pod. And yeah, just... I guess follow us. Follow us like you're stalking us. That would be amazing. <laughs> okay, now we're really going on to the show. I hope you enjoy. <coughs> Talking about polls. As you know, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about whether people say Swedish massage or massage. <laughs> Drum roll, please. I have the result. Okay, so 33 people voted on this. Yep. And the, p- the post says... Listen to this week's episode and find out why we are asking and answer honestly. When telling your friends, stroke family, you're going for a massage, do you say, I'm going for a, and dot, dot, dot. What I say is a massage, and what you say is a a Swedish massage, isn't it? That is correct, yes. Out of the 33 votes, I am proud to say (laughs) that 73% of people voted a massage, and 27% of people voted a Swedish massage. As I'm one of the 27% who voted Swedish massage. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not not telling you, James, that you have to change what you're saying. You can carry on saying it however you want to say it, but just know when you're saying it that you're wrong. Because <laughs> Twitter has told you. <laughs> Last week I went for a Swedish massage, so screw you all. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Swedish massage is really hard to say as well, isn't it? It's like Swedish massage. Yeah, Swedish massage. Yeah. There's some part of for a sports massage as well, so. Oh, you need to report back on how that is, please. Painful, I think. Yeah. Give me the answer extremely painful yeah yeah definitely (laughs) before we move on to anything else would it be possible for me to give a little shout out to one of our listeners but of course thank you the the shout out is to one of our listeners carl folly Mm -hmm. and his wife as well i'm not going to go into detail as to the reason why we're giving a shout out because it is for personal reasons, but they have had really, really hard time at the moment. So if everybody can just have a little second to think about them and send them a little bit of love and support, that would be awesome. So not thoughts and prayers, but love and support, because they really could do with it at the moment. So a little while ago, Carl sent me a message saying he wanted to shout out for his wife. And basically he wrote, My missus is Teresa Rubens, mother is six, and a fantastic life partner. Okay, so she might not be his wife, sorry. <laughs> Been through so much and still stands so tall with a smile on her face. She means the world to me and my family. She is a keeper. Thank you. And I just thought it was really touching, the fact that, you know, he wanted to have that little moment for his his partner, you know. But I also, after following up, I also found out that, you know, like I said, that there are 
a few other things that are going on as well. And they're just having an absolute nightmare. So, yeah, all send them love and support, please. And positive thoughts. And then hopefully that will, you know, the it's the power of love. <laughs> do, do. I don't know where I was going with the do do. <laughs> but uh yeah so let's just uh let's just do that for them so but thank you also carl for reaching out as well and thank you for lending us your earlobes every week (laughs) so childbirth having a baby painful and difficult as it is is going to be probably one of the highlights of your life if you're a woman and if you're a father you're going to be there for the whole lovely process you're obviously medicated when you are um, having a baby. Yeah. You, you know, you, a woman will have an epidural to deal with the pain. And things get a bit more interesting on this story, though. So you can imagine maybe being tested for certain drugs and things. But a, a lady called Elizabeth Dominguez was giving birth in America. And she had to undertake, um, she's from a place called Tonawanda, in America and she had to undertake a drugs test now I'm not quite sure it's a routine drugs test but there was a urine sample provided and it came back as being positive for opiates she'd had a uh, poppy seed bagel correct yeah (laughs) and social services have taken the baby off of her haven't they yeah Yeah. out of all the strangest things you can imagine how many poppy seeds I mean what the hell must... Firstly, it makes me wonder, what must the uh, the the uh, opium levels in the poppy seeds be like in these uh, items from... I'm assuming, I could be wrong, but Subway, maybe? <laughs> well, it, it's a, a fresh bagel bakery. Is that what it was? A fresh bagel bakery? So... Didn't say this the place, but it was like a poppy seed bagel she treated herself to. So... But they're saying that you'd have to eat an obscenely high amount of these things to have them in your in your bloodstream. So, or they they've got a really hypersensitive test going. Yeah, on. I was going to say it's either really hypersensitive or it's one of the most loaded poppy seed bagels known to man. Mm. I mean, the fact that it was that something that goes this far. But, uh, there was sort of mentioned once in an episode of Seinfeld where <laughs> one of their characters tested for drugs because it. Uh, it was the character of Elaine that had a poppy seed uh, muffin. I mean, it's... I find it almost... I mean, it's it's funny, but can you imagine the nightmare uh, nightmare situation you're in where you've tested positive for opiates? <laughs> yeah, and your your newborn has just been taken away from you. Yeah, uh, it's, it's crazy. And your defence is, what, all right, what drug have you been taking? Anadony, liar, what have you had? Uh, a bagel? <laughs> It, it happened to a BBC broadcaster as well. Ooh, go on. Didn't get their baby taken away. But I've forgotten who it was. Um, but they came out and said that they'd done a routine drugs test after having a poppy-seeded bread product, and she came back positive. But you, these stories do crop up every couple of years. You know, it's uh, it's crazy um, that it's still being tested. But I guess, you know, because it is of the opioid family, is it heroin? It's the it tests positive. It, it come, yeah, yeah, it does. Hey, it's heroin, yeah. isn't it? So the way I'm looking at it is that if I ever decide I want to become a heroin abuser, I will simply just say that I've been eating shitloads of 
bagels, basically. Yeah, just, just hang around the bakeries, steal the, the receipts for Pepsi <laughs> bagels and just always have them in your wallet. Well, attempt to. We could actually totally branch out and I'm sure there's some way we could start selling poppy seed items to people. Drug style. Can you imagine it? Long, you know, the days will go, it'll stop when people are going, um, like wearing a long trench coat and opening up and showing drugs. You'd be like, okay, what do you want? A bagel? That's it. That's it. Do you want a, do you want a poppy seed and lemon drizzle cake? Yeah. How hard do you want to go? Do you want something with carrots in it? Well, one of the last birthday cakes I made in Germany uh, to take into the office was a double decker poppy seed and lemon drizzle cake. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. It's because my baking skills are that crap um, that I beat all the air out of the batter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up making basically it was like you know what you know the Victoria sponge where it, you know it's like, it was basically two sponge cakes made into a Victoria mm-hmm. lemon drizzle cake sponge. So uh, yeah, but that was loaded with poppy seeds. Well, the scary thing that I found when we were discussing like that, uh, we try to work out how they get to the level. They were saying that basically, if the seeds have not been sort of washed in a certain manner, you can it will it will give this example of the drug, and it can be simple as having one to three bagels um, could produce a with the poppy seeds could produce a positive result in a urine test. <laughs> So, yeah, warning children, if you know you're in a drugs testing environment, check your bagel. Or alternative, if you want to create absolute unrelenting chaos, just eat loads of them. <laughs> yeah. See how you test. But the big reality is, I mean, you know, like they say to people who are pregnant, don't eat, say, beef products because you could end up passing on, like, mad cow disease and don't eat, you know. But you've got to be very careful on certain, like, I think on the amount of caffeine a pregnant woman has and, say, shellfish and seafoods. And now they're adding to it poppy seed products. Yeah. Uh, it's just a minefield. It really is, you know, just... So no, we can't even go vegan. Yeah, so the poor woman's gonna have to go through the pain of childbirth <laughs> and cut out all these things that potentially she could uh, she could eat and enjoy. I oh, know um, because she could test, uh, she could she could fail a random drugs test. <laughs> it's the well gone mad, yeah. mate. It's the well gone mad. I mean, obviously we're lucky that we 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 will just fail the random drug test by eating poppy seeds, and you know we couldn't have our children taken away from us because we can't have kids. Yeah, but you know, you walk down some streets and you could get done for marijuana for the amount you inhale. God, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I had that at the outside the uh, the HBO uh, event. The amount of weed that people were smoking, Jesus! <laughs> and no one batted an eyelid. Nothing, nothing. Uh. Although interesting, somebody did try and give Kev weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I just loved, what did he do? I loved his response. He went, look, I'm going to be honest with you. This is just going to get thrown away. Wow. You might as well keep it yourself. Well, I guess he's well stopped. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, Than, let's be honest. As nice as the people are to him, you have no idea what's in it. Yeah, true. True. And that's why I've, I, that's a good point. It's why I've never, I've ever, never tried hard drugs. Because someone said to me once, you that needs to be made by a chemist. Yeah. Do you know the chemist? And I was like, no, that's a very good point. Well, you don't know what's cut in it, do you? I mean, they were saying in some circumstances, I think it's like rat poison stuff going to drugs. It's, uh, and yeah, cement mix and... God, yeah. Barbit- is it barbiturates? Yeah, uh, it's a bit like when you get these people, speaking of cement stuff, where people who do like, what was it, random, uh, they end up going for like cheap operations with fillers and they're getting injected with um, like cement. And <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're, they're crazy, you know, 
people just dying, you know, injected with fats and your brother was that woman in in somewhere in Asia who injected herself with orange juice. It, was this like for a face fillers? It was supposed to be for some like vitamin replenishment, makes your skin more youthful. So she basically injected orange juice into her bloodstream. God, and what happened? What was the outcome? She died of an of uh, you know basically it was a I don't think it was sepsis, but that's basically an infection. The body's going to attack that, and so yeah. the body just shut down. And you had all that going into a system that's not designed for anything other than blood. God, I mean, the worst example I saw was someone had done it themselves. Is they were having they've been a model, and I could be wrong, but I want to say they're like they're Taiwanese or something. And they didn't. They, they've been very. She was a very attractive lady. And I find it very sad that she did this, but she ended up injecting her face with like silicone. <sighs> Because she couldn't get people to keep doing the operations. And we're talking like industrial silicone. And her face just became this giant, deformed, swollen mass. And they've done surgery to alleviate some of it. But, I mean, she will never, ever go back to looking normal. Or certainly looking as she once did. And it's kind of horrifying. Because you sort of think to yourself, why did this person, or when did this person start to think that things were looking all right, slash become so desperate that they'd shoot themselves up with, like, stuff you use for patching up parts of your house. Yeah, it's... it. Unfortunately, it's mental health issues, isn't oh, it? Oh, totally, Some yeah. people get surgery done for self-worth yes. for themselves, and that's, that's cool, but it's the obsessives. It's the ones where they can't accept what they're seeing. Yeah. You know, and it's... Uh, yeah... Uh, I, I can't even empathise with it because I can't even imagine being in that situation, unfortunately. I mean, I think the promise is the risk of things that can go wrong. Somebody once said to me about plastic surgery, they only have our plastic surgery done where it was sort of like below the neckline, where it wasn't such an obvious thing that you could see, so it went wrong. Yeah. Well, I, I won't even get laser eye surgery done. No, I'm, I wouldn't do it because you do hear examples of it going wrong. I've never heard nothing but positive news about it but it is the fact that there is a laser being burning off parts of your eye yeah <laughs> and you can smell it when it's happening yeah you know so no you know to let alone to then have like fillers and implants and because you, you know you hear men who get the um the muscle implants mm. Like peck stuff, doesn't it? Yeah. Peck stuff in their shoulders and, and stuff like that, or they get um, bones chiseled away in their face, you know, because they want that more model esque. Defined look. Yeah, and it's like, oh, no, I'm, I am far from perfect, but I am very happy. Well, you see, in, in myself. You see bodybuilders, don't you, put like synthahol yeah. into the muscles, and it doesn't even look yeah. nice. You know, just these weird, blocky arms. It's. Yeah. I mean, there's one bit of vanity that I do wonder about. Um, it's because I fluctuate with the running. Yes. My, my body weight fluctuates. So sometimes I can get the bit of the old granddad skin around the belly. Mm -hmm. And I do sometimes wonder whether I should get, you know, a bit of a tummy tuck. Mm -hmm. well, that's, that's only for me, and I'm not that vain. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine me maintaining a taut skin worth the investment. <laughs> 
to get skin taken away for only for it to stretch when I let myself go again. <laughs> well, I, I think part of the problem is it's like when you hear about getting lipos. I, I, I tell you, I'm loving when people hear this because there's no way they're going to expect two men to be discussing this sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But it's like when they talk about people having liposuction or liposuction, however you want to pronounce it. it, yeah. it you kind of have this view that it'll be this like really quick fix, they'll suck the fat out of you and you can bounce back really quickly. I think sure as hell does not actually entail that because I read something on it. You've got weeks where your body's having to readjust to it and you've got to then, as with any surgery, be sort of really careful on what you do afterwards. And again, with everything, you run the risk of things like infection if it goes wrong. I mean, I think the only yeah. thing I'd say to anybody is, always think twice and really probably only have the surgery but you really need it's like a there's a real medical reason to have it done and i don't wish to sound harsh but you only need to look at a certain generation Mm -hmm. to see what the long-term visual impact is of people who have had lots of plastic surgery yes and just how out of place they look for their age. Yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, to me, Zaza Gabor is should be the poster child for you know why plastic surgery to that extreme is wrong. Yeah, or is it Catwoman? That woman oh, who oh, the Bride of uh, Wildenstein lady. Well, yeah. yeah, who went to above and beyond. Yeah, or look at somebody like Michael Jackson who what? But that was more medical, though, wasn't it? That was. Because, you know, for him, that impetite... Is it impetigo he suffered from? Is it, was it called vitiligo or something? Uh, yeah, yeah it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the skin pigmentation yeah. degradation. You know, it's barely accepted now. Vitiligo, I think it's called. I mean, the thing was that with Michael yeah, Jackson... that's it, yeah. With his skin, I get it to a degree, and they did say they ended up bleaching his skin to try to even it out and wear makeup and things, but it was the thing where he gone, where he did his nose and he did his jawline, mm. and it ties into what you said about, I guess, a mental health thing, because what was going on with the poor guy where he thought, I will... People like me more. If I look like this, if I do this to myself, it, it's it's a very sad situation. It's a different world, and it kind of sort of feeds into my why I despise reality TV hmm. that seems to glorify and perpetuate that need to be liked hmm. for who you know that materialistic, shallow like. You know, it's that vapidness, the only the beautiful and in shape are worthy of that kind of admiration. In fact, anyone is worthy of admiration if you've got the qualities that deserve that. Yes, correct. And it's the fact that the people who are looking at this, who do these things themselves, their quest is for a level of perfection. So, unfortunately, the big example at the moment is the Kardashians. People wanted to look like them. And some of them look great, there's no issues. But they sort of think, yeah, we'll have surgery, we'll have bum work done or whatever it is and we'll have everything they it'll be like them and it'll be great but what they don't get is that there is so much more than just surgery you know the Kardashians have a team of people who are doing all this stuff to make them look good Mm. and do the makeup and of course they've got all the money to back it up and it's Yeah. yeah it's a shame like you said it's this quest this thought that 
there has to be this level of perfection and you'll and that's what matters and that's not the be all and end all is it yeah and sex sells you know you've got oh, to totally. be sexy yeah. to be yeah. successful you know it, I'm getting a bit wound up with the DC TV shows mm-hmm. because the majority of the female characters are all wearing the the low v-necks or you know the the sexy dresses mm-hmm. the sexy outfits it's like yeah uh, do I really need to be seeing cleavage does does the cleavage add to anything? Yeah. Do we, you know, is it integral to the story? And generally, nine yeah. point nine percent of the time, no, it's not. Yeah. Whereas the, the 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 male lead is all nicely wrapped up in his male onesie. Yeah. That yeah, it shows his well defined chiselled muscles for the ladies. Um, but it's a, it's just the way the male characters and the female characters are dressed and treated and forced to act. You know the the the, character, the personality traits. It's it's very disturbing. It, well, it is, and it's the message it gives out. And you need more equality. And you're right. Look at the costumes as an example. You've got Superman. You've got Wonder Woman. Yeah, and Supergirl. Yeah, and Supergirl's got a nice little mini skirt That's on true. and thigh boots. Yeah, you know, whereas Superman's in his onesie with his knickers on the front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, I find it very frustrating. Yeah, you know, and. Yeah, I think that's why I'm not really into films and, and things like that. Is because it's it's not supposed to be reality, but you, I mean, especially like the rom coms and the um, any sort of romance one or anywhere there's a male character and a female character. That there are certain stereotypes. The mums are generally blonde, fit forty somethings that don't even look like they've given birth to three children. You know, unless they've got a very good metabolism. There's no real... They seem to have improbably, improbably young kids as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I just find it very frustrating, but I'm just... I'm Eeyore in the corner being grumpy. <laughs> well, never did I ever think we'd end up discussing this <laughs> as a subject. <laughs> Who knows if it'll even pass the final editing. That's true. Until next week. When normal order will be restored. Oh, yes. And uh, the captain will be back at the helm. Yep. <laughs> or maybe you've never heard this yeah. and we are just talking into the ether yeah, this, for our own listening pleasure. Yeah, this could be one of our dark ones that never, ever gets uh, broadcast. Or alternatively, it could be one of the special ones you have to pay for. <laughs> yeah. Or it's that dull or dark <laughs> that doesn't even make the cut for that. <laughs> So, as you know from, uh, I think it was last week's episode. No, it wouldn't have been last week's episode. It would have been the episode before. We asked our listeners if they wanted to start participating in sending in Codswallop of the Week. Because mm-hmm. obviously, we like to have our little moans and things as well. But we seem to just focus on cars and petrol at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> And and without Andy, really, there is no real no. couple. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, well, we love you, Andy. We do love you, Andy. Yeah, you'll probably be listening to this in about four years' time when he's actually watched the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Those bastards. <laughs> I can't even remember what I did or what I said. <laughs> So, James, I'm excited to tell you, we have got our first load of What a Load of Codswallop from a listener. Woohoo! Oh, yes. Yes. We found somebody else who's miserable and fed up. Fire away. (laughs) Yes, so this is from Tim Dawson, who is at Tim Dawson 87 on Twitter. 
and he is officially popping our cherries so you can like you know change your uh twitter handle to pop the codswallop cherry if you wish (laughs) (laughs) yes tim i'm lying back and thinking of england (laughs) okay that's inappropriate (laughs) james (laughs) totally staying in but it's inappropriate (laughs) (laughs) So sort of to give a bit of a backstory of what Tim is uh, codswalloping about this week is people may or may not know that there has been a bit of a kerfuffle, let's say. I like that word. Kerfuffle with Babblevision this week. I am one of the people who didn't know. I am so lost on this entire thing, so I'm intrigued to know what's happened. Yeah, exactly. So basically what happened was is that the people who'd actually pay for Babblevision got a refund Mm -hmm. so of course it caused a bit of concern and panic as to what was going on i fully understand that and you know it's kind of well especially me and you it's one of our favorite podcasts so Mm -hmm. you kind of automatically think oh my god it's it's going to be ending you know Mm -hmm. ralph and i believe kevin but i'm not 100 percent sure on kevin but i know for a fact that ralph sent out a tweet basically saying i'm I'm not gonna say it word for word but basically saying that it was a human error that Mm. they meant to send out a post beforehand to say to people that it's not cancelled but it's actually going into a different medium now so it's Mm -hmm. going over to youtube where it's free for everybody to watch and that they're refunding the remaining of the money so i think it was like ten dollars because obviously people pay for like a year's worth Mm -hmm. and even though he sent that message, people still were overreacting about it. Mm. And they were sending it directly to him, uh, to Ralph, I mean, who's a lovable firecracker, you know. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. You can see by his posts, he was getting, he was getting more and more annoyed. Yeah. By the fact that people were still jumping on the bandwagon of, you know, slating things. Well, as I understand it, there'd been like a huge, response like an emotional response from loads and loads of people on this so i wonder if there'd just been a bit of confusion yeah i think initially there was confusion yeah because obviously when you get a refund you think well hold on why am i having yeah, this something's been cancelled or something's completely gone gone wrong yeah 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 exactly but with this situation like i said at the beginning it was a human error i think even jordan i can't say her last name but jordan uh kevin's assistant i think she even put out a post saying sort of what was happening and things Mm. like that as well. So, you know, they covered all bases, but it was kind of after the effect. Mm. So Tim's codswallop this week, I'll read it to you. So I'm sorry, listeners, hopefully I'll be reading this as good as possible for you. (laughs) He's put, from what I can tell, an announcement may have come a little time after refunds were issued for the Babel Vision service, which I thought, fair enough, you're only human. So he's making, obviously, the point that I made at this point. Instead of asking what happened, hearing an answer apology and moving on, some of these people started bitching and moaning about the fact that they had been loyal customers and shit. Or we should have written and codswallop at that point. Mm. (laughs) Come on, Tim, you know better. (laughs) They are now getting the same thing they were paying for for free. And for some reason, it's an issue. Sometimes I think that people need something to rage against, uh, but 
Oh, sorry. But I was so close to getting that perfect. It was so close. <laughs> but this is such a non-issue. It fucked me off, basically, is what he said. I think he's got a valid point there, you know, because it literally was just plastered all over the the internet. And I I just don't... I, you know, like, I get it initially. I uh, Like I said, I get it initially. People reacted as they should have reacted initially. Right. But then when you've got those posts out there, which are so easily easy to read because, you know, you've got access to everything... It's, it just, it, it just makes no sense to me. I'm still, I'm going to be honest, Gemma, just confused. Because <laughs> for me, I'm just totally lost on the whole thing. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> okay, well, I think, I think I've made my point anyway. You know, that, you know, well, we've made, the, it's Tim's point. It's oh, Tim's it's, Tim, point. it's Tim's point, yeah. but I think, because yeah. I shared that viewpoint as well with him, yeah. that, you know, that is kind of, you know, it's, it's obviously good that, you know, he he has come across with it as yeah. well. So no, no, no offense, Tim, but I, I'm still confused. So yeah, <laughs> Sorry. I can't I can't chip I don't understand any of this. No, <laughs> I feel like an old person. Oh, what's the internet? Yeah. <laughs> Do I feed my mouth some cheese? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want some cheese, Gromit? <laughs> A message from Jamie Westwood. Hi, Jamie. Hey. Hey, Jamie. If you were to clone yourself and have sex with yourself, would it be incest or masturbation? It'd be science. (laughs) (laughs) It would be science. (laughs) So if you're caught in this situation, that could be your response. It's science. It's science. (laughs) Nothing to see here. Stop judging me. It's science. (laughs) Um. <laughs> so that's your response. Yeah. You would do it, but it's science. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the band's name. I'm going to muff it up because I always get it wrong. So he's from the Prodigy. 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 <laughs> Prodigy. <laughs> pon, pon, pon. Pro- the Prodigy. Break it up. Break it up. <laughs> Prodigy. Yeah. Prodigy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it really made me laugh and then I had to cough. <laughs> prodigy, prodigy. She was kind to me. She brought me water. Yeah. Uh, what is that says music? It's a prodigy. 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 the prodigy but on the sunday i did manage to be oh i've I've been telling everybody at work this i i I literally was about a hair a, a hair on my arm away from jason momoa at one point and uh and lucy was only probably about two feet away from me and i'm going lucy 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 <laughs> really shouting i was filming stuff and i'm stood there filming thinking jam can you just shut up because you're gonna like get i'm gonna get all this audio on my filming therefore <laughs> um, i didn't turn around yeah and i'm thinking to myself this is actually something that you wouldn't mind filming <laughs> this is pretty cool <laughs> Rather like nice scenic panoramas of like the show the show floor. Yeah. Oh well. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, so then, yeah, then I come up and stand next to you and I'm like, so you just missed Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that was the highlight of the day. And when we actually found out where his little cubicle was, that was that was quite fun. I, I had actually heard about all this from Jason Momoa, something about a restraining order, which ties yeah. in perfectly to you following the Paul Mansu's little cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> so these two English women kept following me around and wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> well, I think it was me, actually. But yeah. <laughs> well, no, yes, it was now banned from all future Showmasters events. <laughs> <laughs> Showmasters, if you're listening, please don't ban me. I really like it, representing yeah. your uh, your show. <laughs> we've got many more booked um yeah so yeah that was kind of like the highlight pretty much the highlight of my weekend really being that close to him um and restraining yourself by not touching him yeah i thought i was very good actually i did say hello to him and he then said hello back so nice. I was like, that's, oh, good. that's amazing and that was enough did he have well, a lot of money 85 quid to meet him when you can have that for free mm. exactly True. exactly and he was i know that i'm tall but he was shorter than i thought he was going to be i thought he was shorter than you no he wasn't no he was a little bit taller than me but then i've i've looked it up since and he's six foot two so he would only be like a little bit taller than me short um, and james he would have been shorter than you yeah. Yeah. Short <laughs> that was nice when me and you were walking around well when i found you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a bit of a, a locating, location incident on Saturday where you couldn't find each other or something. Yeah, basically, we need to put a tracker chip in me somewhere. I can just be hunted, so I can be found. It was funny, though, because when we were on the first floor and um, when we were walking around, um, well, not when we were walking around, but I was sort of walking around kind of like keeping an eye out for you, but mm-hmm. also looking at what I was looking at. And I'd see you, but from the opposite opposite side you know where you had to walk around and by yes. the time that i got through the crowd you'd then like disappear again and i was like for god's sake he's like the scarlet pimpernel <laughs> imagine if like a giant version of pac-man or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then i said i said to lucy as well i said in all the time that i've known james i've never called him so much in all my life i, mm. I called you that day 11 times <laughs> And I only picked the phone up for about three, well, I think I picked up about twice. The thing is that I put it in my bag and was just walking around. So. Mm. And he didn't have mobile reception at one point. Oh, no, but was, anyway, yeah. that's that's. I saw one small criticism of Olympia. There's never any decent reception, either phone or data. It's always a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, the Wi-Fi was incredibly weak, wasn't it? Mm. So, although it's not as bad as, because I'm with O2, I'm not sure which network you're with, but the worst reception that i've ever had was actually at the o2 in london and i was like really (laughs) yeah (laughs) you'd think that that would be kind of the strongest wouldn't you but oh well hello there my name's anna and this is my husband andy hello (laughs) and this is my friend hi i'm yasmin and you've come as the adams family we have indeed yes and 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 thing we have thing here which um you might be able to hear him about. I think he's very unnerving when you actually see. He, he scurries along the floor and scares small children. It's great. 
Now, I'm going to take a, a, a wild guess because Christina Ricci is here. Have you had a chance to have any pictures or anything? Yes, yes. This afternoon we've got one, so we're looking forward to that. We always try and do a group photo each year of something crazy, so uh, this, this is the chosen one for this year. And what made you pick this one particularly for this year? Is it because Christina Ricci was here? Yeah. 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 That was the influence. And what... Do you, you, from the, I'm going to guess you've done this before, yeah? You were saying... I own a fancy dress shop. <laughs> <laughs> so... When it comes to costumes, obviously it's Adam's family this time. Who who else have you come as? Who else have you dressed up as for events? Well, last year we were Blackadder. We were Queenie, Blackadder, Bob, and our son was Baldrick. Um, I'm usually Wonder Woman. This one's usually Thor or... Or Wolverine. Wolverine. That's the other one. Or Conan the Barbarian. And... Um, do you have like a website or anything that can be followed on? Well, uh, Fancy Pants Emporium is our shop. And with regard to the costumes, what for anyone who wants to do this, what would you say is the most difficult thing? What advice would you give to anybody? I'll ask you that one. Don't leave the wig to the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure your hair gel hasn't gone off. Planning, planning, planning. Lots, planning. lots of planning. And also, if you're, if you're building or making a costume yourself, one of the most important things to work out is, are you going to be able to go to the toilet wearing it? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what I always work yeah. out first. Always check that. Practicalities, because it looks brilliant on the films, on screen, but that's so much of it is CGI'd when you do it for real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having a, a quick chat with me, uh, and I hope you have a really nice day. Thank you. you very much. And- but the funniest part for me was when we were talking to some people, they had boxed items you know one of those like yeah, secret I zoned out <laughs> yeah I can't remember the, I can't remember the company name but yeah it was basically that um... I, put, I put that down for lack of sleep because like I said I, I finished and uh, I got called in off on nights yeah an emergency thing where a customer on site and we had to produce this certain bar, chocolate bar for them and I literally didn't sleep at all until like it was going to be about six o'clock in the evening. Yeah. And I literally had two hours sleep and then back in on the night shift again. Yeah. Cause you left me at about half past two, three o'clock, didn't you? So, yeah. and that was from an early start as well. We, Cause we met up at yeah. about 10. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah. So to tell the story. Um, so there were some guys there that were, um, uh, secret boxes which they've got uh different sort of they got batman things in or they're all themed boxes aren't they like a sort of loot crate type of thing yeah yeah exactly so yes yeah, so nathan goes over to him and the guy is like chatting away and all of a sudden i'm realizing that nathan has just zoned out <laughs> completely i went oh yes because <laughs> the guy was going uh uh, <laughs> the poor guy was sort of like <laughs> he was just like on the spot you could see that he I was know, just I felt dying so <laughs> I felt bad because I felt so rude doing that but I, I couldn't help it uh, I really wanted to apologise to the guy um, but I thought he's not going to remember you <laughs> <laughs> no he's not no. And, and that's no disrespect to you but he isn't going to remember you so don't worry um, but yeah I think I covered it pretty well and I said oh yeah can can I take a, a leave flit about it and when we have a little wander around we might come back later you know sort of thing but I was just like Nathan afterwards <laughs> he's like I, I was just so bored <laughs> his voice had 
like a one tone to it as well. Yeah. Kind of like white noise to a baby. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't want to say horrible saying that, but it, it sort of like made me just want to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so funny though. It really, it really made me chuckle as I was sort of, as we were walking away. I'm a very good friend, but I'm also, I've got an evil side to me as well. <laughs> that I said to her, well, there's this podcast that talks about Justin Bieber all the time. You should check it out. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> I, I did. Um, but she, I did then tell her that, um, you, you might play. actually not really want to listen. <laughs> just play her the theme song and see what she thinks. <laughs> the thing is, every time she talks about Justin Bieber, it just goes through my head. It is catchy, isn't it? It's a catchy little tune. It is. It's an amazing song. I don't I don't like the C word personally, but that is the only time that I actually say it, so I'm not uh, gonna say it now. Okay, don't. We won't. No. Well, I mean if you feel free to say whatever you want to say. I'm not gonna stop you, but you know, that's not I, my Well, I got in a lot of trouble for using that word early on in Babylon and, and I here in the States, it has a very different connotation. Usually, it's specifically a female insult, and a lot of women were offended by my using it. But for me and my friends, I'm such an Anglophile. I've always grown up with British music and British comedy and British actors, and I've always been a fan of the culture. So I, early on as a kid, used to listen to uh, Dudley Moore and Peter Cook and and uh, the Beyond the Fringe and all those guys, and you would hear them use that word just as an insult to to you know anyone all the time and so i always incorporated that into my into my curse words and so yeah i often have to explain to people and i say you know no you you fucking cunt you fucking cunt <laughs> I mean, that's, that's nothing to do with being a woman it has to do with being a cunt don't be a fucking cunt you fucking cunt <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly see i you can say it like that all the time if you like because that makes me laugh so <laughs> That's, it's just dudley moore and peter cook they had this amazing sketch where they would just go back and forth calling each other a fucking cunt it used to make me and my friends laugh so hard so that's always been part of me <laughs> yeah so i i don't mind the word like um you know like sort of explaining now but i don't mind the word being out there being used and things if somebody directed at me then i'd have something to say about uh, it understandable but, yeah i'm i'm sort of not a fan of it but at the same time um i do sing it quite loudly with <laughs> the justin bieber thing song <laughs> fair enough fair enough <laughs> and of course of course also you fucking cunt you fucking cunt <laughs> Who are you calling a cunt? Yeah, I'm calling you a cunt, you fucking cunt. Who called you a cunt, you fucking cunt? <laughs> I always feel like, yeah, I should just listen to that on a daily basis and then it almost brainwash me into thinking, oh, it's fine, it's yeah, just a word. It, it takes the sting right out of it when you hear it over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so this time next week I'm going to be absolutely fine about it. That's right. <laughs> I just wondered, did you want to promote, of course, the Ralph Report? Of course, yes. I mean, I want to thank you. Because even before anything existed, even before the Ralph Report existed, you were so kind to me and you went out of your way to create that uh, that fan page Twitter account for the Ralph Report. And you stepped up immediately. As soon as I announced the project, you stepped up and you were there for me to help promote it and to uh, to cheerlead for the, uh, the for the project itself before I even had got any content out there. And I always... I was so uh, taken aback and so uh, thankful for, for you doing that. So I wanted to repay the favor at least a little bit by coming on your show and talking to you today. 
No, but you're welcome. Um, I'm, you know, I didn't even think twice about doing it really. Um, I think I had the idea in my head and I just go, you know, like I said earlier, I just go with my ideas. So obviously anything that can help you, you know, I think the way that uh, K-Rock let you go, I think, you know, that was disgusting, really. Well, thank you. And I wouldn't mind otherwise, but, you know, having a, a family, having a wife and kid and having to be responsible yeah. for taking care of a family, it was, uh, I wish they had given me some more heads up so I could have arranged my life differently. So it it is, you know, uh, this new project is is my way to keep doing what I do best, in my opinion, and try to make a, a living off of doing that. And people have, I think, re- understood that and have responded tremendously and we're well on our way. So I want to thank everyone who has subscribed at patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. There you go. So yeah, I highly recommend joining because like I said, we've already got five, uh, is it five episodes, I believe? There was a couple previews just to sort of test it out and just to see what people thought. And then the first two episodes really are out there now. And that's really kind of how, um, the, what the show will be like regularly moving forward you know hopefully of course it will uh, progress and it'll evolve and we'll be adding more people and then new correspondence and things like that but i think uh, the first two episodes this week kind of give an idea to people what to expect yeah and i felt very very patriotic when you started um playing rule britannia yeah we've got a uk correspondent already for the show uh, yeah. steve ashton <laughs> who is very funny and very talented and we'll be checking in with him every week to talk about all things UK because we know we have such a, a, a big UK audience. So I definitely wanted to, to, uh, service them as well because they're such loyal fans, not only to myself, but the Hollywood Babylon and to Kevin. So uh, you will be well represented. Yeah. Now look, we've, there's one important thing that we do need to, to cover, um, Gem, if that's possible, if I can, if I can ask. No. It's the tea thing. <laughs> I love the fact that I said no and you carried on anyway. <laughs> well, look, you knew it was coming anyway, right? The, the tea thing. So we just for people listening. So Gemma and I got into this discussion um, about how to make tea, whether you put milk in first or you put the milk in after the water. So after, and you, after. Uh, so, yeah. And you're adamant that the milk goes in after, right? Um, I'm adamant that I know how to make a good cup of tea and it goes in after. Yeah. Okay, so th- this is a, a thing. This is a bit like the the debates that one would have about tomato ketchup versus brown sauce, right? It's do you know why people used to put milk in their tea first? No. So the reason, and this is according to Fortnum and Mason, um, the website, it's a, <laughs> because in the early days of tea drinking, when it first came over from India and China and places like that, um, we only had poor quality cups and poor china. So people, and they'd have little hairline cracks in them. So if you put hot water into a cup that was cracked, um, it would split the cup, right? So it would fall to pieces. Um, and then what happened was um, uh, as uh, people got more, um, as people got wealthier, certainly the upper classes, they were, all, were able to afford better china, right? So they would put their milk in um, second rather than first, um, and it was only sort of working class and northerners and, you know, poor people uh, like me um, and my generation. Uh, well, not my generation, but certainly my um, compatriots and brothers <laughs> and the workers put their milk in first because they had dodgy um, cutlery. Uh, sorry, dodgy china. 
<laughs> okay, so basically, right now, the conversation is between you being a pauper and me being a wealthy, rich person. You're a posh southerner, <laughs> and I'm a rough northerner. <laughs> Where are you actually from, then? Because you're not from the north, are you? I am, yes. So originally, well, I was brought up in um, a place called Wigan, which I'm sure you've heard of. Oh, yes, I have, yes. Wigan's famous for... Not many things. One of the things it's famous for is Uncle Joe's Mint Balls. Oh, okay. <laughs> and for anyone listening who's not from the UK, hasn't heard of that before, that's not a medical condition. Um, <laughs> it's not something that you would phone in sick from and say, oh, I can't come in today, sir. I've got Uncle Joe's Mint Balls. But, um, yeah, that's the, from Uncle Joe's uh, from Wigan. And, of course, um, um, George Formby. Yes. Do you know George Formby? I do. I've been cleaning windows. Yeah, that was him, wasn't it? Exactly. And Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. Oh, well. Sir Ian McKellen, for, yes, Sir Ian McKellen for many years lived in a place called Indley, which is near where I used to live. So there you go. I mean, you know, you've got, uh, you've got, um, Magneto, Mint Balls, um, and, oh, and, um, George Formby. So ukulele playing Buck Tooth Weirdo. <laughs> and me. <laughs> Oh, and you, yes. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, who wouldn't want to live in Wigan? Which is like a mixture of all three. I'm, my, I'm, I'm magnetic, I'm unattractive, and oh. I've got minty balls. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Hi, Eddie. You're always welcome, Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) You're the highlight of my every day. Oh, oh, really? uh, (laughs) Is that a good thing? Yeah. That's good. You know, for any of the listeners that don't know who you are, which shame on them if they don't. <laughs> That's quite a few people, I'm sure. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sat here quietly in the corner. <laughs> Could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, please? Um, um, I've been in the entertainment business for about 20 years, doing stand-up comedy and acting and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I've known Ralph Garman probably six or seven years, maybe eight years. And I met him... I won a contest at his radio station he used to be on, the uh, the K-Rock oh, radio station. Cool. I won a contest to open up for their big stand-up show they do once a year at the Shrine Auditorium where they used to host the Oscars every year. And that, you know, that was years and years ago. Mm. And I got to, I won that. I got to open up the show and I kind of met him there and we just sort of became buddies and I would hang out the improv where they do Hollywood Babylon. I don't know if your listeners listen to that podcast. Well, it's a Kevin Smith podcast he does. Yeah, I think all three of us do. Definitely me and James anyway. I'd hang out there because I hang out the improv anyway because I'm a comic and I would, we, yep. Ralph and I would shoot the crap every time we, every time we do a show. We just hang out and had a good time. And, uh, I guess he started his own thing after the K Rock stuff happened and he started his own Patreon show and he just asked me to join about three or four months in because I guess he was sick of talking to himself all day long. So he wanted someone to talk to and, uh, he asked me to do it, and I was glad to jump in, and, you know, I've been there ever since. I'm going almost almost a year now. I guess it'll be a year in May. Yeah, yeah, it will be, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I've, I've been a listener from day one. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm that uh, that crazy girl that, you know, calls in once in a while. <laughs> I'm your number one fan. <laughs> I am, actually. <laughs> but, I mean, he's a great guy, and it's it's been, I was really honoured he trusted me enough to bring me in, and 
work, do it with him like that. So it's just been it's been a real fun ride the last eight or nine months getting to know all of his fans and the way they've accepted me and brought me in to the Garmy and it's it's been fun. And of course, your own fan group, which is the Idiots. Yeah, the Idiots. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> I guess that's just starting now. The Idiots, <laughs> but uh, which is br- yeah. is brilliant, by the way. I can't believe no one ever thought of that before. <laughs> yeah, for anybody who doesn't know, basically it's uh, so it's a running joke that Eddie is a bit of an idiot. I'm wrong about 97% of the time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say lovable idiot though. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's why his uh, his fan base have now been called the Idiots. <laughs> so <laughs> so you got the Garmy and the Idiots. Which in the urban the in the urban dictionary, Idiots actually means uh, people who are very smart that act dumb. Ah, so oh, perfect. <laughs> there is a meaning to it. It doesn't apply here, but there is a meaning to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to cut that last bit out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cut it out. Yeah, so, uh, well, one of my questions was going to be, how did you meet up with Ralph? But obviously, Oh, I covered that in the bio. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. You did, yeah. Yeah, yeah crap. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry. Thanks. Thanks for your time. We're four minutes in. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> to be fair, Eddie, if you do the work for us, we'll be very happy. So <laughs> if we go down and basically you've, you've answered all our questions on the way. No, we can just we can get out early and grab lunch. Well, dinner for you guys, I guess. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I made a joke on, on chat a few moments ago, but obviously I'm happy to mention it. I said to Eddie, oh, please, could you be a guest on the show? And he said, you know, absolutely, which was brilliant news and then a few moments ago i also said to him could you possibly record your own audio (laughs) so i'm i'm the most demanding host in the world be on my show record your own audio please bring your own snacks (laughs) how good is it that eddie will do this stuff for us you think 10 out of 10 on that eddie Could, could you interview yourself how do you interview yourself (laughs) What did he? What did you I just said? Say? Could you could you interview yourself? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. No. Sorry. Oh, great. My my first joke in the sorry. podcast bombed. Great. Yeah. Sorry. So what do you do for a living again? So yeah, exactly. Jennifer editing. She can put our laughter straight afterwards. I record podcasts. That's what I do for a living. <laughs> we just did. We just finished doing a ramble and. He he thinks that that fun codes are going to be they're they're like beanie babies. He thinks they're going to be done in like five years. I don't know. Some of them are worth a fuckload. Yeah. So I can't. Um, I don't know if they're going to die off or not. What do you think? I hope that they don't because it's uh, something yeah. that I really love and I love collecting them. Right. Yeah, and I never take them out of the box either. So it's like they have to stay in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Mine go I'll, out. I'll just say beanie babies. Yeah. My, my worry would be the bubble will, uh, you know, get oversaturated and pop because there's that many different right. versions of them that are out. There's so yeah. many. It, look, I have. This is a oh, weird owl, cool. But yes, I love weird. But I also have like wow, two fucking weird owls. Like, do we need? Oh, Two dude, weird yeah, but- owls? I don't know. No, you don't, so send yeah. me one of them, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deal. But it's weird owl. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. I This, I think, is a pretty good score. I got the uh, Beverly Hills cop him putting the bananas <laughs> in the tailpipe. I had to grab that one. That was See, this is one. the thing about the, the incredible variety and the risk of a, a saturated market. <laughs> You name it, they made it. Right. I'm just going to get a couple of my favorite ones a second. All right, good. When are they going to start doing porn stars? You Porn stars, you, you know it'll happen. 
There's going to be porn star pops that are going to come out. No questions. Like, who's the guy with the giant dick that died of AIDS? Who is the guy that they made the movie about where uh, Val Kilmer played him? Um, Son of a bitch. What? what? John Holmes. That guy. They're, they, they'll have him with just a giant fucking <laughs> Funko pop. Just yeah. dick. Just swinging down. I think, hey, what up, man? There we go. I don't know what you can see. I thought I'd join from my phone. We can see you. What's up, Andy? (laughs) And now we can see. I have no idea what we can see now. It's like we're stuck in something going round, around, around, around. (laughs) Oh, there we go. There we go. There it is. There it is. Oh, hell yeah. (sighs) There he is. So. Who is this? Oh, Deadpool the Duck. Yeah. Yeah, Tremendous. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, What's this one? Yeah, Beetlejuice. (laughs) Oh, nice. Okay, so. I got one for you. A, a, a fire starts, God forbid. Which one, do you, if you can only grab one, which one do you grab? I've got a couple of Kevin Smith ones. I think I'd probably have to grab them, but... They're the ones. Okay. I've also got all three of the Shaun of the Dead ones, and one of them is signed by oh, Simon yep. Pegg, so I'm kind of like... Ooh. Wow. Holy shit. No, you yeah. got to hold on yeah, to that Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's the Actually, one. Actually, I've yeah. never got into the Funko stuff. I've seen it. I know, enough, you know, I know exactly what you're on about, but I've never... I've never dabbled. You no, know, I, I was the same way. I didn't give a fuck about them until they did the Witcher video mm-hmm. game series. And I'm like, ooh, I got to get these. And then, uh, I don't know why, but this one's my, <laughs> my, my favorite. Fredo from The Godfather. <laughs> Look at that. Fredo Corleone. That is, they made a Fredo pop. And then, uh, and then, uh, Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Oh, amazing. So, yeah, that was like. So, Palm Stars, you're right, will probably get turned into Funkos, but what do you reckon the next thing they'll do is? What's the next big thing that's... They're going to definitely end up doing another Ghostbusters one with a new film coming out. That's a given. Yeah. What else do you reckon they'll do? So you, you're saying, what's the next line of Funko that's going to yeah. go crazy? What, what, well, what do you reckon it'll be? What's your theory? Because I know, like, Ghostbusters would definitely happen with the 2020 stuff, because yeah. they already do Ghostbusters now. All right, so here's my hope. Now, I know it's yeah. kind of different, but they started doing Pokemon. So I'm hoping we get some Nintendo just as fuck it and we get like Legend of Zelda and some Super Mario wins. That would be that would be that that's that my would call. be good. That would be amazing. I would be all over that shit. But I hope I hope that's what's next. Yeah. That would be good. I know Nintendo's very protective of putting their stuff out there, but since they are doing Pokemon, maybe maybe those guys are next. That's what I'm hoping. I tell it'd be really interesting if they did on the Nintendo one, if they did Mario. But they did the Mario Brothers film. <laughs> so it's Bob Hoskins. That would be great. Yeah, yeah Bob Hoskins. You know, like, you know, it'd be great if they should do a Dennis line. <laughs> I don't know if this happens over there, uh, but over here, there's just like every other month, some teacher fucked like four or five of her students. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. A line of teachers who have fucked students. That would be a great. <laughs> Funko Pop, I'd be all over that if they had just a line of just... Oh, you can imagine, yes. Yeah. Someone sick enough will create that, yeah. yeah. These these teachers have got... They can punch in any weight division they want, because they are not ugly teachers. No, it's true. They're always it's attractive, true. aren't they? I've never fathomed yeah. that one. And they go out with some, like, 13-year-old kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing, woman? What's the appeal? <laughs> I have to say, there was one teacher in my school that 
he was quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> you would have, you would have done it. You would have been, you would have been all over that. Yeah. <laughs> he could have had it. He could have had it. No, there's a few. Yeah. There's always a few. There's always a few. And for whatever reason, they either teach science or English. Those are the hot chicks. Yep. Always gravitate towards science or English. And, and you're like, Oh my God. He was a yeah, science teacher, right. ironically. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Matt, no one wants to fuck a math teacher. Man. <laughs> You know, no, you never saw the math teacher we had at our school. She was something very special. Was she? Dude, she was a pioneer. She should have fucked ever that man. Did she teach you some interesting <laughs> angles there, James? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, get your protractor. We're going to do, yeah. do all this shit. I don't, I don't ever get to see how proud Andy is of his jigs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the angle that of Andy's video, though, it looks like we're watching like a serial killer's video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. It, you know, I think another one would be all the people who have been busted in the Me Too movement. That oh. would be a great line of pop vinyls. Like yeah. you yes. Bill Cosby yes. and Harvey oh, Weinstein. Yes. And, you know, like, I think that would be fucking tremendous. I would love that, too. I'd be all over that. Yeah. I hope those are next. God, I hope those are next. Man, that would be amazing. <laughs> the Me Too's, the Me Too yeah, violence. Yeah. Uh, it'd be are you, gonna, you should do that. Go on. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say you should do that as a top 10. Yeah, top yeah. 10 Me Too vinyl. Like, who would be the top 10 Me Too pop vinyl? <laughs> Contributors have got to give the the category and their top 10 within that category. That would be great. Oh, that'd be great. So then you could have variants. You'd have one with Cosby in one of his stupid sweaters and then yeah. one with him, like, actually holding a cup of coffee. Like, you know, like that would be, <laughs> yeah. that would be great. <laughs> or chocolate pudding. Yeah. Yeah, some pudding pops. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's going to say it'd be actually quite interesting to see how slowly they sold oh no no i think they'd fly off the shelves those i think they'd be on the collector's market yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. the darker the subject the quicker they go the quicker they go Correct. that's so true and that's sad yeah that that's is it. that is a sad fact <laughs> it is it really yeah, is man oh. so this is true ramble fashion do you have like an official yes format that you need to follow here that i'm fucking up go ahead i feel bad now <laughs> no we're like this is very good yeah. this, i like this this is a good ramble so 21 minutes in yeah 21 minutes in this Holy is a ramble shit. record everybody yeah Woo! we did it this is this is the ramble hasn't even done Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Am I going to see? Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. God, an international, international bless you from, from three people. Wow. <laughs> I feel blessed. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> Do you know what, actually? That is, isn't my codswallop this week, but actually that is a codswallop of mine. It really annoys me when people sneeze and nobody random says, bless you. There's a, there's an old joke about that. There's a, you know, you guys ever watch Dane Cook? Uh, not personally. No. no. Dane Cook has a joke about that. He goes, I don't say bless you because I'm not the Lord or something like that. It's just like very funny. <laughs> it's a funny bit. I'm not doing it, Jeff. <laughs> well, I think I do because like I've watched, have you ever seen Dogma by Kevin Smith? Yes. He's going around and he's shooting all of the movies people. <laughs> and then there's that one girl that he was about to shoot because he didn't, she didn't say bless you. And so it's always like stuck in my mind. I'm like, yeah. you know, I can't have an evil. <laughs> Do you know where bless you comes from? No. Oh man, you're getting the straight education on this podcast. <laughs> so bless you comes from Europe, your native lands. Yep. It comes from Europe during the uh, bubonic plague. Okay. And, and when people would sneeze, they thought that they were sick. 
with the plague. Oh. And so people would say, bless you, because they thought they were going to die soon. Oh, oh that, that is sense. interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. So it, it's kind of a morbid way. Of, we It continued into tradition, but people said bless you because they thought, yeah, you're 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 with the dang plague. You're you're one of those plaguers. The more you know, eh? Thank you. Yeah. Bless your soul. Hope your life was good because you're you're about to be out. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> How's your wife doing? Is she sneezing? Yeah, right. <laughs> I hope so. Do you want to know another fun fact? Yes, please. The bubonic plague started in my hometown in Wayward. That is something to be proud. I of. know. <laughs> it's pretty much the only thing the Southwest can be proud of. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Basically, it's just hundreds and hundreds of years of filthy conditions, and <laughs> yep, have led you to that where you are now. Yep, that's good to know. Is there a sign that says the home of the bubonic plague, and it's like a an ironclad rat? <laughs> Diseased and do you know what I'm on his back? It's sadly not, sadly not. But I'm thinking that I'm gonna, you know, get some artists to do that. I I'm not yeah. arty enough to do that myself. But I think I think that would be good. Yeah. You're missing a big tourism, the big tourism market of people who are just pl- uh, bubonic plague seekers. Yeah, exactly. Crowdfunded. <laughs> yeah, well, because we um we've got like a big smuggling background in the area as well. <laughs> you're smuggling you're, and the yeah. plague. You're you guys are just, you guys are all hits over yep. there. Rock and roll. You're really selling it, Jim, aren't you? So some plague-ridden area that's full of people are smuggling. <laughs> <laughs> but also, the, the Southwest is also the home of the best cannonballs that could ever be produced when cannons were in, in fashion. Mm. Yep, indeed. Really? Cannonballs, smugglers, yep. the plague. Oh my. Yeah. I clearly can't leave this town. <laughs> yeah. The dark Never. ages, what a time to be alive in the southwest. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of lot of death down there. Not a lot of death. I mean I can see why you wouldn't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is, or is it just that you can't leave Jenks of that white cross paid on the door of your house? Yeah, yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, it's also known as the Jurassic Coastline, isn't it? it is. that way. Yeah. That's true. Jurassic Coastline? What do you guys have? Dinosaurs and stuff? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. So it's uh, basically that because there is a lot of sea around where I live, uh-huh. there is like, you know, things like dinosaur bones and like fossils and things like that there's certain beaches you can go to and you can actually quite easily find them just laying on the ground wow only very small ones Hmm. however we have in our back garden we've got one of the big massive um is it an am am unite ammonite ammonite yeah we've actually got one of those in our back garden because my dad used to work at a prison so he was a prison officer and in the wall of one of the where they were digging or not digging that sounds awful trying to get out of prison but yeah <laughs> sure yeah, yeah yeah they were um but they were doing some work anyway and they actually found it and the prisoners had like a lot of respect for my dad they actually dug it out and then they presented it to him which was kind of wow. nice you know excellent him a dinosaur bone no it was um it's a big it, it's kind it's of fossilized dinosaur poo, isn't it? No, it's a sea. Uh, it's a sea creature. Yeah, oh, yeah, it? it's a oh, sea okay. creature. Is it, what is it? It kind of looks like a massive snail shell. Mm. Oh, I like snails. Yeah, so it kind of has got that pattern to it, but it is actually prehistoric. Wow. So, so yeah, I mean, the prison, the plague. 
dinosaurs, <laughs> cannonballs. Yeah. Hashtag Southwest London. <laughs> Southwest England. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Southwest England. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. It's just a lot. It's really a lot to offer. I mean, yeah. I don't even know if I'd have <clears> enough time to see all the sites between the cannonballs and the prison and the plague statue that yeah. needs to be built. Yeah. And the Mary Rose. Oh, yeah. True. Don't forget the Mary Rose. Yeah. A rotting wooden ship that <laughs> has to be kept on, in sprayed in water to stop it from falling apart. And it's our greatest cultural <laughs> heritage. It's just the way you describe it a rotting ship. <laughs> a <Yeah>. rotted <laughs> ship? Is there anything alive and thriving in this area? Or- oh, fuck no. No. <laughs> No, just gem. Not even the people. (laughs) We're all just heritage of this country now. It's all we've got left. (laughs) But the other thing that I was going to say is we have got a CERN giant. Ooh, have you? Done what? A CERN giant. A CERN giant? No, CERN. C-E-R-N-E. What's that? CERN? That's it, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm saying it with my accent, so that's probably why you can't hit understand, sorry. What's a CERN giant? Yeah. Right, okay. There's a village called CERN Abbas. Basically, it's on a massive field. There is an outline drawing of a naked man on the grass. <laughs> oh, one of the chalk. The chalk, yeah. yeah. That's the one. Yeah. And um, it used to be a thing where women who wanted to be pregnant would walk up to the field and sit on a certain area <laughs> and then they would uh yeah then they would find out that they have conceived jiggy looks terrified about this <laughs> is that how you guys think babies work in southwest england yeah you get this yeah. sit on a sun goddess and that's how it happens uh, it is isn't it i guess it might be you have to ask the dinosaurs in the area the stalks are too progressive for us, basically. See, I'm I'm too lazy to find out. I can't be asked to walk up the hill. So, <laughs> fair enough. Well, a lot to see. Yeah, there is a lot to see. Yeah. So make 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 sure when you're on tour, you take at least two days hmm. out in the southwest. I will. Yeah, if I'm, I'm if I'm looking to really just dive into depression, I know where to go. <laughs> Just saying, yeah. you, you will be traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe a third day just to recover from all the excitement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so true. You should live here. It's so exciting. <laughs> but that's okay. How did our our language change so differently? I don't know. <laughs> it's the same language. Like, how did that word become something else over here? I don't know. No, it's like. It's like fanny is a completely different word, so I always laugh whenever I hear the word fanny pack. Yeah. Fanny, yes, yeah. Yeah. Fanny is like, we say like your fanny is like your butt, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's your back. Well, that's what yeah, you call totally. it, yeah. 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 Fanny pack too. Well, listen, I don't. I, I haven't worn a fanny pack since 1989. See, because we call them bum bags. <laughs> bum bags, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, there you go. The bum bags the that you wear thing. in the front. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Weird. Say like I fancy you. That means like you like you have like a you're, you're attracted to that person, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We don't we don't say that here. What do you say? Like a fancy. I was like, what are you what are you talking about? <laughs> what the, somebody says that to you over here, like what? What does that mean? <laughs>
You think I'm fancy? What would you guys say then <laughs> instead? I wouldn't say anything. I don't. I, I, I'm terrible oh, at that stuff. Oh, get your coat. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the things we would also say things like, "Oh, I really fancy a beer." People say that. Yeah, people yeah. say that too. Yeah. So I've seen the in betweeners. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I've watched the Benny Hill show growing up. <laughs> yeah. And we don't just say cheers either for uh, yes, thank you yeah we say cheer uh, or cheers as in yeah it's kind of a thank you it's for cheers when you're clinking your drinks and yeah right right or, i got told off for saying that when i was in miami with my friend she was like can you stop saying cheers it doesn't mean the same thing <laughs> it does i was just saying cheers to everything <laughs> oh you're saying cheers to, uh, here i kind of annoys me when an american says it it's like stop I see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're not, you, you, you don't, you don't get to use that term. My friends from, from England get to use that. Term. Yeah. <laughs> you should, you should walk up to them and say, rule Britannia, Britannia rule the waves. I'm just going to be like, anybody want a fag? Anyone, anyone want to come smoke a fag with me? Yes. Anybody want to smoke a fag with me? I got a bunch of fags on me. And <laughs> if I say that in New York, I might wind up, you know, on uh, on some kind of like uh, like list. <laughs> <laughs> Big thing we're here for today is the ruffles. So the question, well, if you could just tell me a bit about how you started with that, where the well, idea, yeah. it was like a combination, wasn't it, of yourself? Uh, I think uh, yeah. uh, was it? Did George Harrison come in initially on that? Uh, or was let me, that let me get to the, you know, yeah. do it chronologically because I was touring with Python by then. We were doing live shows and we did four weeks at Drury Lane. And it was at Drury Lane that Eric said to me, do you fancy doing some television with me? And my memories of television was do not adjust your set. The Bonds is on the road. What are we mm. going to do? I don't know. The last minute, turn up, do something. And the camera's never pointing anywhere. So I said, well, I'm not sure I'm that keen on television, Eric, actually. He said, why? And I said, because cameras never you know, point where you want them and things like that. He said, well, you can tell the cameras where to point. I went, oh, oh, this is different, you know. All right, tell me more. And it was, you know, he was, you know, cashing in, if you like, on the... The, the way that British television was all the independent companies had to bid for a franchise and the franchises were sort of coming up and um, so he thought he'd put in a bid for Rutland, the smallest county in, in England the Rutland weekend television therefore it wouldn't have much money so all the budgets would be like holy grail and the BBC too loved it, you know, cheap television alright, there was a bit of a python thrown in so they went for it and, um, my job was to sort of come up with musical ideas and he wrote sketches of the Pythons he always wrote on his own anyway and so we meet every week or so and, um, and, and, and write down well what have you got and I said well remember it's got to be cheap and a cheap musical idea I thought would be a spoof of A Hard Day's Night because it's black and white and speeded up you know four guys in wigs tight trousers running around a field cheap so I had this song with an interesting middle eight and we you know I said let's do a hard day's night and he said great because I've got uh, an idea for a documentary maker who's so boring the camera runs away from him so with those two things were put into Rutland Weekend Television and you'd have thought that would have been it I certainly thought that it was it uh, and then what happens you know in life there's Sid Bernstein in America trying to, you know, coax the Beatles back together again by offering them $20 million each and a killer whale as a pet, you know. And Saturday Night Live, the satirical program over there, 
on NBC were, were running with the gag of trying to get the Beatles back together again. And they got George Harrison on, and Lorne Michaels, the producer, was waving a wad of $3,000 under his nose, which is the fee for four musicians in, in the studio. <laughs> And said, all this can be yours, George. Just get the guys back together. And George is doing terrible acting deliberately. He says, what? All of this for me? And he snatches it back and says, no, no, you have to share it with the other guy. Maybe you don't have to tell Ringo. They were were doing these jokes. And so um, the next thing Luan says, well, well, we're happy to announce we've got Eric Idle to come and host next week's show because he says he can get the Beatles together for three hundred dollars. <laughs> so they spin it out, spin it out, spin it out, and and then eventually, well, eventually the time has come and we've just um, heard from Eric. We, we were worried, you know, but it was a bad line and we couldn't be sure. But anyway, apparently he hasn't got the Beatles together. He's got the Ruttles. So they showed the clip from the BBC and and the audience at Saturday Night Live just went ballistic, wanted to play as well. <laughs> and they all wrote in, and they, some even sent Beatles albums in with Beatles crossed out, Ruttles written there. And it took, took long 20 minutes to go downstairs to the money people and come up with the whole budget, which became the Ruttles All You Need Is Cash. And I'm sitting there on the windowsill, so any minute now, I know what they're going to say, and they're going to be all excited, you know, we're doing the whole story. You know. Oh. Uh, Neil, do you think you can write 30 more <laughs> Ruttle songs by next Thursday lunchtime? You know, so that's what I was, you know, and I said, well, I'll try. And, and but I, I got a following wind. I, I instinctively knew um, I shouldn't listen to any Beatles tracks, songs. I thought, well, where was I when I heard that? Where was I? What was life? You know, and I took my existence, you know, in, in like triangulation, if you like, of um, where the Beatles song was and what was happening. And, what I, and, and, and I tried not to uh, demean them in any way, you know. So it was a labour of love. And, I, and the other rule, uh, if I can sing it to someone on a guitar or a piano, and it it's doesn't, doesn't rely on any kind of trickery or anything like it's a song. I'm intrigued, though, with Slimer. <laughs> one, one, of the th- one of the things I, I, uh, I, I want to ask is, sure. what do you think Slimer was? Do you have you a know, theory? I, 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 what I was told on the set, and it's so funny, I've heard rumors, and this is rumors, that it was kind of supposed to emulate John Belushi. <laughs> I've heard that too. <laughs> uh, you know, I, and, and nobody ever came out to me ever, I promise you, on the set and said, Okay, be John Belushi. But I did watch Animal House. I watched a few and uh, some SNL with with John Belushi, just to kind of look at his energy. Um, and so I kind of I, I I tried. He has such a John Belushi had such a great like um, abandon of his physicality. He could just be as crazy as ever, and and um, he had a lot of joy uh, mm-hmm. on camera when he was acting. And I that's what I tried to pick up on. Nobody ever told me go 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 be John Belushi, but I kind of through rumors I thought you know what it might be good to just kind of look at his energy and just kind of pick up on that, which is what I did. But um, yeah, yeah. But as far as I always think, um, I don't know. You know, as far as like who he was before he died, is that what you're asking? What you think uh, Slimer was? Oh yeah, I mean I you've think- kind of you've covered both. You've given me, the, I mean, the Belushi. <laughs> I think. You have blown my mind with the blue shoe on to a degree because I will never watch the film. 
think in the same way. And you know what? It makes sense. It may it it, it, it makes sense to see watching the original Ghostbusters that they might have been thinking of his energy when when they kind of thought of of Slimer. But um and I remember on the set when we were working, the only thing they would tell me, I remember the 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 director of photography coming up, it's like, you know, be be more boyish be more butch just be a butch don't you know i can tell that you've had dancing experience be more butch and so i just had to like really concentrate on not making anything feminine that i was mm-hmm. doing like just being just just being very um not not looking like a dancer or being like i'm a girl i just try to like mm-hmm. focus on that um but it's funny no, i hadn't really thought of like what he was before he died I just, I, I just thought of him as a, um, a insatiable eater, who, um, <laughs> who um, maybe was like a, a, a food aficionado when, when, when he was alive and, and, and died, and just, uh, and just is a, has great abandon of energy and doesn't care what anyone else thinks and does what he wants to do. That's breaking news from Robin Shelby there <laughs> on the theory of what Slimer could have been. So maybe he's a restaurant critic in a previous life. <laughs> he could have been a restaurant aficionado or a critic, yes. Um, and and, and I, I'm thinking he he loved his uh, wine and champagne, mm-hmm. um, and and loved the good food and even the hot dogs now and then. <laughs> but yeah, I th- I think I think with Slimer, the only thing I tried to focus on with him as a character is just reckless abandon of energy. Gemma, I hate to correct your your copy here, but uh, it should be Y O U apostrophe R E. Oh, it's, it's not the possessive. Okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> First okay. off, something that nobody can see. I'm going to criticize you about. Okay. Well, I'm dyslexic, so I'm ever so sorry about that. Yeah. So are you, are you good at dyslexia? <laughs> I am actually. Yes. All right, all right. <laughs> I actually do quite um, enjoy that game. I do it a lot better than you guys. Wait, that's a, that's not a, punctuation is not like you can't explain away punctuation with dyslexia though. Yeah, you can. That's bullshit. No, that's a bullshit like. excuse, right? <laughs> that doesn't sound accurate. <laughs> you can do anything that you want to do when you choose right. to. Yeah, otherwise, you're shaming somebody. I get you. <laughs> do you think it's better to have loved and lost or not loved at all? Loved and lost or not loved at all? Well. That's a that's a difficult question because really, can you answer it if you have never loved at all? Because then you don't know what it really feels like to have mm. loved and lost. Of course not, man. I mean, what is, what is life but just like a series of ever changing chaotic events and shifting emotions and shit? So that is just a part of life. It's just getting your heart broken or whatever the fuck. That sounds kind of corny and shit, right? Mm. To say that, but it's you know. It's everything that happens shapes you into who you are. Mm. So if you're okay with who you are, then, and part of that is like, you love somebody and then they fucking died or left you or whatever, then, you know, like all you're doing when you go through life is just like absorbing all these experiences and making them a part of you. So I would say loved and lost. If you never love at all, then you're like Ming, you're a sociopath, right? So Right, who mm-hmm. wants to be that? <laughs> Nobody wants to be that. No, definitely. Except for Ming. Ming seems entirely content with it. So Yeah, he seems quite happy, doesn't he? So Yeah. <laughs> yeah, loved and lost. Unless you do it too much, then then you have to start examining yourself like maybe it's my fault mm. that I'm loving and losing all the time. Yeah, maybe. Right? Yeah, because automatically you're you're gonna be you're gonna want to blame the other person. Like, oh well, they're the reason that mm. you know, if they died, it's definitely their fault. 
if they left you or, or for whatever reason, then it's their fault. But, you know, if not, then you have to sort of examine. Well, what did I do? Me, I like to be faultless, so I, don't, I never examine it. Yeah, yeah, I never do anything wrong either. Somebody so. else's fault. <laughs> they, you know, they fucked up, not me. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, I've got... I had quite a traumatic relationship before... Well, right before, sort of, about six years ago. And, sort of, in the last six years, I haven't really dated anyone because of that. So, I thought that, yeah, I was interested. But I kind of shut myself off to... Traumatic in what way? He was mentally abusive, and he also just kept cheating on me and everything as well. So, and then um, you look back and you're like, because there was there was definitely like a tipping point. But even before that, mm. you probably look back and you're like, oh, I should have broken up with him this time, or I should have yeah. broken up with him that time. And then you start like, why the fuck didn't I? Yeah, right. Every, every everybody does that, I think. Yeah, I felt trapped. But then, instead of sort of verbalizing it, I. Um, sort of at my feelings you know, mm-hmm. kept it all inside and now I'm trying to sort of lose the weight so that I can um, get right. back out there really <laughs> well yeah and like stop letting this the, 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 the ghost of this guy affect you right yeah um, I'm letting him win at the moment kind of yeah because you're it's not like you're pining for him but at the same time there's a certain level of influence he has over your life that you don't want him to have and you can you, you can make it so he doesn't have that. Mm. You know? Uh, what a dick. Why are you... I don't understand. And it's not like... It's not just guys. Girls are mentally abusive and some girls are like super physically abusive. Yeah. And then a guy is like, what am I going to do? Like, there's, there's girls attacking me. Yeah. But if you even put your hands up to like stop it, then everyone's like, oh, what an asshole. And no one would ever believe you of, you know, the girl's like, oh, he hit me. It's like automatically you hit her. And even if it's like later on she's like I was lying he didn't hit me it's like nah he hit her yeah. but nobody ever believes the guy but yeah I've had girlfriends attack me in the past you know yeah. for saying shit because I'll, that's what I'll do like you know yeah they might punch you in the arm or yeah. I suppose it's a bit more than that obviously <laughs> well like in an argument yeah like I'll get very like like psychological on them and then like and frustrate them to the point where that, that's what they do you know sometimes just act out yeah and uh, attack you but that's almost a win in my book. If you can, like, break somebody like that, you know, if you can get them to go after you, then that's a win. You don't have to shove them or hit them or anything. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Calling the Cotton, featuring PBR, Ming Cheng, Mike Zapsik, for the post Super Duper Bowl special. Wow. All good right. job. Right in here. You got to get it. In. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You do you go. think you can do it again <laughs> and maybe use our names or are we just PBR gentlemen? Yeah. And, oh, and also, maybe lose the accent. Maybe lose the accent. That's really hard to understand. <laughs> Like, do it as if you're an American. Here's All right, guys. Do it as if you're a Texan. Can you do this, the Texas accent? Yeah, that's British bullshit. <laughs> like you're trying said, to- Howdy, boys. Here we <laughs> are. Yeehaw. I like the accent. But yeah, maybe give us a shout yeah, out. Give us an, 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 can you give us like a dirty American Asbury Park accent? <laughs> And then we'll all go British. Let's just try that. I'll go British. Yeah. Do you need to smoke some crack first? (laughs) Some weed. Well, Asbury Park's still kind of cracky. Is it, though? Certain parts. Yeah. Certain parts are cracky. Sure, crack streets. Some crack I guess Andy, after he he ever gets his intro done, he can tell us about where he's staying. (laughs) (laughs) That would be lovely. Why don't we not interrupt him anymore so he can get an intro? Go ahead, my friend. We'll stop buggering. Do you hate us? Right oh, card swallow. Talking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that All right, means. y'all. Welcome to the card. Featuring Derek D, uh. Mark Flannel, Steve Arena, 
Taylor <laughs> Allen, Mark Zapsick, and the one and only Ming Chan. What's up? Wow, that was and wow. Who, and who might you be, my friend? Hello, my name's Andy. Pong. Oh, uh, what, what, what accent was that? Was that like Texas? A little bit of Texas? That was yeah, like he had some uh, twang going, right? Yeah, that was, that was right. like that was um, unpacking, and when I'm in the post office, yeah, that was like Taylor's family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm from Farmingdale. An accent. That's okay. good. That was very good. Oh, come on. Red, uh, like New Jersey doesn't have rednecks? Oh, yeah. Holy Christ. Like I said, I'm from Farmingdale. We get hits. <laughs> forget it. Well, if, you ever, if, you ever go, if you ever go to South Jersey, like like Salem County, that's a whole other world down there. They're fucking. Re- yeah. oh, they're all just oh. buffaloes. It's, it's just not even people. It's anymore. like, uh, yeah. And they say phone and home. Oh, that's and more of like just, a Philly thing. We're in such like a, a small state, yet the range of people from north to south say is amazing. That's why Jersey rules. My wife uh, grew up in Gloucester. So that's just the shithole of shithole. <laughs> and she's like, thank you for saving me from that. And He's one like, time. I'm moving to, we're moving near Asbury Park. And she's like, thank you. Yes, that's awesome. Seriously, I'm, I've been thinking about getting a meth addiction. So thank you for that. But we were down there one time and these people drive like assholes. At New Jersey, we all drive like assholes. We think we drive well, but most of us drive like assholes. This guy cuts me off and I'm like, fuck you. And I gave him the finger and he he cuts me off again and forces me into a parking lot and my wife is like six months pregnant she's like don't get out of the car honey don't get out of the car he pulls up right next to me and i look over and the hood of his car is all you can see the engine (laughs) it is so rust eaten and he's like you got a problem with me boy and he's got he called you boy yeah yeah he gets out he's got this gut like it's Overhanging, it's, it's he looks more pregnant than my six month pregnant wife. And I'm like, get back in your car. And I'm, I've got like a tire iron right in my hand. I'm like, honey, I'm getting out and I'm gonna take this guy. She's like, don't you? I, I don't want to. Don't be a fucking idiot. I, I moved out of here because I didn't want to marry a fucking idiot like these people. So, but we we settled our dispute. But we killed him. Yeah, <laughs> so, we killed yeah. him and now he's dead. So where's he buried? Problem solved. And my wife has. <laughs> For a six-month pregnant lady, she's strong. <laughs> Shit, she can dig a, a six-foot pitch. <laughs> I was called boy once, and uh, it was the most intimidating mo- – one of the most intimidating moments of my life. I was uh, I was probably like 19 or 20. I was driving my motorcycle across country. We went down to South. I was with three of my friends, so there was four of us, Jersey, all Jersey plates, motor- all motorcycles. And on the road for a little bit, we went down to South Carolina and we That's turned, awesome. we turned west and we were going through, uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, oh. Arkansas, like right before we're, we're on our way to Texas. <laughs> a triple threat. Yeah, man. And we stopped for gas. And when you ride in your motorcycle, you're riding for a long time. When you stop for gas, it's like an event. Yeah. You got to, you want to rest, you know? Yeah. So we pulled in and it was like some backwoods, uh, gas station. There was, um, like, Imagine like uh, what a Wawa today would have been. A Wawa gas station today would have been in 1993, right? So like uh, front, like front porch rocking chair. It's almost like a Cracker Barrel like a, in the yeah. middle, but like a real Cracker Barrel. <laughs> cracker Barrel you know with I mean? gas. Yeah. Take, yeah, take the barrel out of it and <laughs> yeah, a like bunch of crackers in there. They have them up here because they're like kind of cool. There's rocking chairs and shit, but down there it's like. This is yeah. a real Cracker Barrel. You're, yeah, you're going out for dinner and going Cracker Barrel. There was nobody there. We were getting gas. We would get something, like, fill, like probably, like, getting some water, whatever we were doing. And uh, there's an old man on a rocket on a, in a rocket chair on the porch. And then... Standard. And then, standard. Yeah. yeah. Standard like, right out of the movies, man. Yeah. It's painted then, on. He was painted on the porch. And then, like, a pickup truck pulled up. 
and and like no big deal. But then like another one and another one, and within like twenty minutes, there were like ten pickup trucks and way too many dudes to just be meandering around a cracker barrel in Mississippi. <laughs> and we start to notice it, so I was like, uh, you know, starting to feel uncomfortable. And the guy, the old man, says, "Hey, boy." Y'all long way from your front porch. <laughs> and we looked at each other, man, and we got on our motorcycles. I don't think we stopped until we got halfway through Texas. Like, that was, like, yeah. that's no bullshit. Have that's, you ever had yeah. an experience? That's like such that? a great sentence, though. No, it's not. <laughs> we say that again. Maybe yeah. if you're saying it. Wait, what yeah. he said? He said, Andy, can you say it in, a, in your American Texan Asbury Park crackhead accent? Hey, boy. Y'all a long way from your front porch. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Like that, that was him. Like a new oh, one. man. I, yeah. I see what you mean. I'm, I'm actually a little intimidating. I didn't realize they were a long way from their Porsche. Their Porsche. <laughs> That's what it kind of sounded like. Um, yeah, but yeah, I feel like being called boy. It's a scary when people just like I had a uh, – I used to work for Verizon and I, I had a job in Newark one time where I had to uh, I had to go to this apartment complex and I was walking in to fix this guy's phone and I'm, I don't know where I am. I'm like, you know, using the GPS to get there and I'm walking up to this guy's door and he just comes out, this enormous man. Like he was like twice the size of me and he looked at me and he was like, what are you here for? And I'm like, I'm here to uh, fix a phone. And he's like, no, you're not. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just turned around and I went back and I left and I went home. I'm trying to remember. Who, I'm sure I had an experience. I hope like his that, phone got I'd, fixed because I did not do it. I don't recall. <laughs> but, you know, Maybe somebody God bless. So, uh, I guess Andy, Andy Barr, uh, did you want to explain? Yeah, we should probably to the audience like yeah. what what uh who you are, who you yeah, are, what's happening right now. We're, we're well, all this here. Is a show. Show, we're on, dude. Like, right, so. but we're all here because Andy Barr is here, who's a big fan of our podcast, Calling the Shots podcast, Mike and Ming, and obviously the Shared Universe. So that's why you're here, and that's why we're here because you flew over from London. Yep. to be here, insane, which is awesome. Uh, not just for this, for multiple reasons, for uh, the the uh, super duper bowl super that duper we were bowl. at. Uh, on so yeah, Sunday. that was the so, the prime reason why I came over. Um, so obviously I listen to you all and I've been waiting for you guys to do your live show and yeah. that's what ain't happening you missed it <laughs> I wasn't even listening <laughs> or, or we go to London at some point yeah. and do it well yeah. the thing was with the, with the Super Duper Bowl uh, we knew you guys were going to be involved and when we announced it you had like shown some interest in it and we were like oh man that's crazy that he's excited about this thing that he's never going to come to because he lives in England <laughs> and then he's like got my tickets and we're like oh shit we have to make this thing like we have to actually make this good now because yeah, because like, Andy's because you were going to half ass there's a lot of pressure <laughs> yeah we were just going to like yeah. yeah no pressure but yeah. now we're like oh man this guy's this is you better put has some, to be good and I feel like it was it. I feel like it was fun yeah, it was a great time no, yeah, was Steve great. was like I'm going to phone this in did he get it on Priceline come on Picture of Taylor. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Kevin Jolly, real quick. He said, "Eat shit." I say, "Home perfectly." Okay, I mean, it's two times. I'm, I've been counting how many times Derek makes it about himself, but that's already no, no, no. I was talking we've been in. me or Kevin. I was talking about my buddy Kevin. But yeah, that, it was a great time. I actually thought it was uh, was was really funny. Was um, the crab. Oh, he Crab was great. Was yeah, the yeah. Racist, JC, he was amazing. Crab. JC Hendricks. Yeah. JC was good. Yeah, it was funny. His his because uh, he had a party hat on. That's Shoddy, our mascot, Shoddy the Party Crab, and he uh, he he had a, a party hat on, and he looked his silhouette looked like a KKK guy, clearly, and awesome. like a Grand Wizard of the KKK. That's <laughs> that was what my standout moment. <laughs> that was, yeah. you went, Hang on. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it was you that yeah. was like, wait, wait. He looked. Everybody looked at his silhouette. Looks like a, the Grand Wizard of the KKK <laughs> or Senator Palpatine. Right? And I and I listened to <laughs> my wife uh, had taken a video of it, and like there was just like this short moment where I'm like, 
as we were saying that he looked like that and he goes alright well you know things can't always be perfect I don't know he just he's, he was just so upset it was great it was like he played it great it was really good that's yeah. JC Hendricks by the way who was the crab he did a great job funny. and now yeah. we just have he to find funny, something man. else for him to do yeah, <laughs> yeah. no I just want, to, want him no, to find forever. Forever. He's that's it he's the no, he needs nothing more and all night when he, I don't know if any of you noticed but he was taking pictures with a lot of people and every picture he looks miserable and it was, he just stayed in character the entire night well he's a crabby crab it was great it was so great. Tree surgeon Chris Bishop rose to fame after pruning an 18-foot tree in his property into a giant penis. <laughs> Worcestershire resident Chris spent three years growing out the cypress tree before he was able to trim it down to look like a huge gentleman's sausage. <laughs> the green-fingered 43-year-old told caterers, I'm not sure who caterers are, but I guess it's who wrote the article, no one's commented when I've been out in the garden. People have just looked at it and walked past. I think it's because they're trying to work out whether it's just their dirty minds. Despite protests from angry neighbours, Chris said he plans on growing the foliage out even more so he can add a pair of testicles to the sculpture. <laughs> can I just say, yeah. there's no, if he wants to grow that thing, you know, I feel it's unfair. People should not bash the bishop over this. No, no, exactly. If he wants to do that, yeah, it's his garden. Yep. He paid for it. So he should be allowed to do whatever he yeah. wants in it. No bishop bashing. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> But I want you to imagine, if you will, you're walking along the street, minding your own business. Okay. And what should you find but the fact that somebody has decided to take it upon themselves to, uh, to, we'll use the nicest term, to drop a load in the street Ooh. and has decided that they wish to decorate this with hundreds and thousands. <laughs> oh, but it gets back. <laughs> Because they don't just do it once. Oh, no. They do it numerous times. Over and over again. And each time they get that little bit more imaginative. So the first time I put in sprinkles on it was not enough. Oh, no. Um, they then decide to make it look like a kebab. Uh, they then decide to add other things to, to do uh, to make it look nice uh, and uh, interesting. And this keeps happening repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's so sick but it is also really funny <laughs> yeah welcome to the world of my work <laughs> <laughs> oh this this actually happened in your world oh yeah oh my god oh, yeah. that's even funnier <laughs> this was someone referred to as the phantom shifter right <laughs> the phantom plopper <laughs> yeah hmm. Uh, and what seemed to happen is that we, we got the impression, again, no names, that the person was freezing their uh, their remnants, shall we say, uh, and then putting them out in um, various public areas. Oh, some people are weird, aren't they? <laughs> there are some very strange things. But what it ties into is also the fact that I think it's something that have been recently in the uh, press of people being caught um, on various bits of CCTV just going uh, to the toilet in the street. Yeah, behind a bush, I thought, yeah. I thought, yeah, I've seen uh, examples of this. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, related to this, that down our street, the, the street that I live on, there was a guy who was living in his car, 
because he was working mm-hmm. you know he was working on a job site sort of thing but in in the area i guess and like obviously didn't find out the full details so this guy was sleeping in his car but every morning he would actually take a shit on our road <laughs> <laughs> it's just what you want to see first thing in the morning. Yeah, and it was just... I mean, dog crap's bad enough, but... Yeah, but he'd always do it just over the drain as well. So it's like, you know, like obviously put a bit of tissue down as well, but it was never down the drain. It was on top of mm. it, you know, and it was every morning, you know, like I'd come out, you know, you're kind of sleepy when you're walking out. And I just think to myself, oh, oh my no. God, if I... You didn't stand I, there, did I didn't, I didn't, I'm pleased to say. But I am the type of person that would because I'm so, uh, you know, like I'm so oblivious to things. That, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think I win with the phantom shit of- Where's my peacock gone? Right. Well, <laughs> is that what you call it? Is it a peacock? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's very flashy. Yeah. It's very bright. You need, you need sunglasses to look. <laughs> no, I was meaning like size. Is that the reason why yeah. it's... Um, that's another reason you're single. Yeah. Yeah. Is it all feathery? Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's got more than one eye. Ah, <laughs> oh, Percy, the angry peacock. Tell us about Percy. Yes. So apparently, as reported on the 9th of April this year... Okay. God, it was a long day. This was posted at 3.15 in the afternoon. That must have been a really slow news day. (laughs) Anyway, an angry peacock has been running into people's back gardens after it escaped from a local farm. One woman said she nearly slipped when the massive bird charged at her and flew over her head as she tried to catch it. <laughs> what a fucking twat. <laughs> is that what the article says? <laughs> no, that this is me inserting editor notes. Okay. I mean, anyone seen a peacock in real life, you don't try and catch that fucker no. with your bare hands. No. <laughs> anyway, the runaway bird called Percy was later spotted in a nearby back garden where it's believed to have been captured. Tony Coe said... He is very fast and very clever. He charged at me and flew over me, which caused me to nearly slip. It could have been on You've Been Framed. Oh, I bet he laughed when he said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet he cried when he realised he could have had <laughs> 250 quid. <laughs> yeah. And had that shown on TV all around the world for the next 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tony called the local vet's practice to ask for advice, but claimed the woman, the woman who answered just laughed when she heard the story. She added, she advised me to go to... The- to the phone and phoned up the RSPCA. She didn't know what to say apart from contact 101. That's our mildly urgent telephone number for international listeners. Yeah. 999, if you're in the UK, will get you through to the emergency services. Safety first. Yep. Anyway, so Tony said she logged the incident with the police, but she was told that officers couldn't, could not do anything until Percy started obstructing the road. <laughs> oh, jeez, Gemma. You, you don't come out of this well. Okay. Other residents of Estove on the outskirts of Plymouth reported hearing a peacock <laughs> unusual cries last night. miles away from me. I'm not in Devon. I'm Dorset. <laughs> <laughs> It's got a muff in it. Yeah, keep going. Dumb. Dumb. You don't want to get away with that. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a muff and a muff. <laughs> yeah. You're near Dartmouth. That's near, that sounds like Plymouth. <laughs> I'm not near Dart- Dartmouth either. <laughs> I'm near Bournemouth. Did I tell you I failed geography at school? Yeah, I'm near Bournemouth. <laughs> yeah, that's got a muff in it as well. Yeah. See? Your neck of the woods, it's a muff. We did actually, as a just funny side note, very quickly, we did used to say, I'm from the muff. <laughs> from the muff, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we're all from the muff. <laughs> Aren't we? <laughs> yeah. So Percy was last photographed this morning in the back in the back garden through streets from where he outsmarted Tony. Oh, Jesus, how smart is Tony if he's got outsmarted by Peacock? <laughs> Kate Reynolds said her mother looked out of the window at 8am this morning and saw Percy standing on her garden shed. <laughs> Kate said she couldn't believe it. <laughs> Percy's understood to have escaped from nearby Pool Farm. A Facebook post at 8.30am that said, despite staff and volunteers searching for Percy, he was still evading capture. Why was anyone looked in fucking Kate's garden? <laughs> yeah. It's a peacock. How difficult yeah. it be to find it? It's it's loud. It's bright. Yeah. We haven't been able to locate him, but think that he's gone to roost somewhere in the hedge along Blunt's Lane. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder he's gone there. Yeah. We'll be out again in the morning to find him. However, Kate said volunteers had arrived at her mum's house and had managed to catch him. Jesus. The headline reads, Woman puts octopus on face, ends up in hospital. Well, okay, what did they think was going to happen? (laughs) A Washington woman's photo with an octopus not only went viral, also led to a serious infection after the creature bit her chin. Hmm, I can believe that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jamie, who was participating in a salmon fishing derby, in Tacoma Narrows on Saturday when she realised she probably wasn't going to win that event. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Yeah. However, she saw another opportunity for glory when she spied an octopus one of her friends had caught. Right, yeah. Right, you ready? This Mm -hmm. is her now. I grabbed it and took it off the hook and said, Take a picture for the photo contest, she told Huffington Post. Oh, yeah, this is from Huffington Post, everyone. Mm-hmm. She put the sealer pod? Does that? Sealer pod, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, I'm getting the word right. Woohoo! It's a sealer pod. On her face <laughs> and said, <laughs> yeah, that's what she said, <laughs> and said the testicles covered her ears and. Te- no, 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 no. Tentacles, not testicles. <laughs> I mean, it, for all I know, it could have Ralph Garman-style balls on it, the octopus, uh, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they don't. I think we do, we do in fact, mean, uh, you know, tentacles. But, yeah, yeah you know, could, could have massive balls, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, as James quite clearly um, corrected me there, it is tentacles, not testicles. Unless it's the Ralph Garman of octopus. <laughs> right, okay. So anyway, the tentacles actually covered her ears and her nose. It was perfect for a fun photo, except <laughs> when the octopus bit her on mm. her chin. Mm. Like, this is her again. My friend <laughs> noticed my chin had changed, she said. I don't know. I don't know if that's the accent from Washington, but... Did she not notice her chin had changed? <laughs> Oh, maybe not. <laughs> we couldn't get the beak to dislodge. It was like a prong. Mm. Although she, uh, they keep putting her surname, so I'm just putting she instead of her surname because mm-hmm. it is quite a complicated surname. So she is uh, she. Okay. Although she eventually freed herself from the octopus, she bled profusely for 30 minutes after. Ow. Yeah. There's still a pulse pocket. 
and there's a spot under my chin, she said. Oh, sorry. She said. Hmm. Right. Hmm. She waited two days until the fishing derby was over to seek medical attention. That may not have been the best move, as the left side of her face was paralysed and there was a lot of swelling. <clears throat> they took me, uh, they took me instead, but the IVs didn't work, and my arm swelled up like an elephant, she said. Now she is on antibiotics and a quest of sorts. Oh, a, que- a quest, right, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I thought, a quest of I thought it said yeah, a quest of salts. I was thinking, is that some sort of medical thing? No, salts. Um, I want people not to do what I did, she said. <laughs> <laughs> My advice is... <laughs> this is actually quite a good accident for this. Mm. <laughs> My advice is, know what you're touching beforehand. Mm, that's what she said. Um, yeah, <laughs> I haven't quite finished yet. <laughs> She did get revenge of sorts. She boiled and grilled the cheek of the creature and served it on a salad. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Her photo has since received worldwide attention, but she won't find out if it won the $100 prize contest until later this week. I'm interested to hear what her actual medical bills were. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking yeah. that. I think it'd be more than $100 to... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Of course, if she doesn't win after all she's been through, that would add insult to injury. The end. Hmm, I think she should have the insult to injury, because if she's daft enough to stick uh, an octopus to her face, I mean... With testicles. (laughs) Yeah. So when she's teabagging the the octopus, from from the testicle point of view, from what you were saying, Gemma. um, No, but but being serious, like, for the sheer daft stupidity of it, I mean, the fact that the the tentacles themselves, the the suckers on them can be pretty... I think they've got little teeth things on them, haven't they? Yep. So that's going to hurt you anyway, but... Of course, a pissed-off octopus is going to want to take some sort of revenge on you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a bit like that story that we had with the girl who was um, taking her... um, Graduation picture with the crocodile thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, anything could have happened to that. So, these people... So I've got five different stories in front of me. Okay. I'll read the titles. And then because of my atrocious, atrocious reading after the last episode, I'm going to ask James or Andy, whoever wishes to do so, to read the article <laughs> because I don't want to put the listeners through my reading again. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so the first story is drunk woman left with 300 pound bill after accidentally ordering uber to newcastle (laughs) yeah (laughs) piranhas found in yorkshire lake where ducks have vanished and children play james i think you need to cover that one (laughs) yeah i'll I'll take that one yeah indeed okay next one woman who consummated marriage to a zombie doll, says people think it looks like a dead child. What the? <laughs> um, and then finally, cleaners found a house filled with 400 bags of human poo. 
and 200 pussies <laughs> 250 <laughs> bottles of pee I've dealt with worse in my old job okay did you not want to discuss about the man who paid a flatmate 170 quid to cut his penis off in a drunken bit to go viral I want you to read that one <laughs> I, I do. I want to. I definitely want to hear that one. I want to hear the piranhas found in the Yorkshire Lake. Also, the the woman who consummated her marriage with a bloody zombie doll. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be pretty fucked up. But yes. But Andy, yes. If you've got one about somebody who has lobbed off their willy, then you carry on. Well, it's from the same page that you sent me. So you know, don't be judging. <laughs> I wasn't judging. <laughs> yeah, he's not into that shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's too painful for me. <laughs> so, this is from The Metro, uh, from Joe Roberts, uh, published on uh, 13th of April. Oh, okay, I've got it now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, just giving credit and letting know the people, the sources, and how fresh this is. And the, the picture is of a man with his hands held over the the groin area, just so that... Yes. They know that. It's important. It's important. These things are important, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and he'll, he'll be feeling very important. <laughs> yeah. So a British man allegedly paid his fatmate 200 euros or 170 pounds at the time of publishing to cut his penis off and promised him more <laughs> if the footage of the amputation went viral. Oh, my God. The thir- yeah, the 33-year-old English teacher was seen bleeding heavily in the northern Spanish city of Zaragoza last month. I'm sorry to all of Spain if I've just mispronounced that. I apologise profusely. He's done worse. <laughs> yeah, I've done worse to other regions. Yeah. Sparking a bizarre police investigation, his mutilated penis was discovered in a bag at his home after officers reportedly followed a trail of his blood to the flat. According to local reports, an operation to reattach the man's penis has been successful. His flatmate was detained by the police, but the expat reportedly did not want to press charges and waived his right to compensation before flying back to Britain, hopefully with a certain towel between his legs. <laughs> well, <don't>. he emerged this. <laughs> I'll just wait for the applause to finish. Carry on. Basque, yeah. Andrew, Basque. Yeah. Basque. Oh, that's a, that's a good oh, region. Wait, I was going to say, but that's a bit of a Spanish problem. Yeah, we don't discuss that at all. We, do, yeah. we are not discussing that. Yeah. yeah. And where do you stand on the Basque protest? Yeah. No, carry on it with the story. This week. <laughs> yeah. It emerged this week that he offered the Spaniard money to carry out the stunt. The unnamed Brit planned to film the amputation and share it online and would pay his flatmate more money if it proves an online hit. It's believed he promised him between... Two and a half thousand euros, that's two thousand one hundred and sixty five pounds sterling. Everyone else you can work that yep. out. Yep. <laughs> and five thousand or four four thousand three hundred and twenty five sterling, depending on the number of hits. The footage is said to have been erased, although it's not made clear if it was done before or after it went online. The pair reportedly drank four bottles of wine and took a valium to muster up the courage before going through with the amputation. Oh my god. Police initially said the expat had harmed himself and were not looking for anyone else in connection with the incident. Guys, guess what we're doing for our 100th episode? (laughs) (laughs) But the case took a dramatic twist with the arrest of his flatmate on March 14th after a local paper claimed he used a social networking app to search for someone to film his amputating him amputating his penis. Mm. The 29-year-old Spaniard is being held in custody on suspicion of serious assault. He's expected to be formally charged following an ongoing probe. Oh, that's the wrong thing you want to be doing. (laughs) Despite his alleged victim (laughs) refusing to press charges. (laughs) So, what do we think of that, guys? Well. Where's your line on going viral? I think for him, that 
he's discovered his line, and that is taking his own penis off. That that's a line for him. But where's your line? What line would you not cross to pour yourself out for public appreciation? I think there's probably another thing on top of that is it won't be just about hits. There'll be some sort of strange sexual kink to this, won't there? I'm convinced of it. I mean, there's not much sexual kink. Is there? I mean, no. there's, there's a bit of a kink now. <laughs> yeah. Do you want a proper dildo? You do get people who get turned on by this sort of madness. So. Yeah, absolutely. Where's the line that I would cross? Wouldn't cross. Where's where is your line painted? Pretty close to me, to be honest. I wouldn't. I definitely yeah. wouldn't take a body part <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think chopping my part, my, my bits off is probably, yeah. Uh, I don't care how many hits I'm going to get. People go, I, if you give me X money, I will tattoo your brand on my forehead. Fuck no. <laughs> Andy, okay, Andy so you won't even tattoo your brand on your leg. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You can fuck off with that needle, lass. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would tattoo something. Um, but it depends what, obviously. I'd have to have control on who could see it and when. Yeah. So yeah. I have the ability to cover it. So up. yeah, if I if I was able if somebody turned around to me and said, Tattoo X not X, but <laughs> that item on you mm. and I was like Other letters of the alphabet are available. Yeah. But it was in an area that I definitely could cover up, I'd probably do it. Yeah. yeah. But it depended. It depended what the uh, depended. That's not a word, is it? It depends. Dependent. Yeah, it depends what the item would be. So, like, if it was like a, 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 a I can't say it, swastika, swastika, or Justin yeah. Bieber, or oh, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, out of the two of those, I don't know what's worse. I have to say. Mm. <laughs> what about the old school Captain Birdseye wink? So you get that. <laughs> You know what, Andy, I'll do it. Where do you want it? On my leg? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's got to be somewhere with the where it would be <laughs> a genuine surprise for someone to see that. <laughs> see Captain Birdseye winking at you. In the pubic area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Through the bushes. <laughs> Sorry. I think we've, we've lost Gemma. <laughs> I also think I think, oh, think Andy's hyperventilating. Oh. Oh, is is this where you two die? I'm left on my own going. So, um. oh. oh, but that was just God. that was just too funny. Oh, Andy, I don't think you've ever made yourself laugh so hard. <laughs> breathe, Andrew. Breathe. Oh. <sighs> so anyway, James, why didn't you find that as funny? <laughs> I think I think James he's gone white in horror. I'm, I, I'm amused. I'm just internalising the humour. <laughs> okay, well we need to we need to turn your laugh on. <laughs> there it is. I think James needs to pick his drawer off the floor first. <laughs> Was Tony Hart painting away in your head? Yet? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> If anyone doesn't know Tony Hart, Google it. (laughs) 
Oh god, I don't know. I, I feel like that is the place where we need to end the show. <laughs> oh yeah. Nothing will top that. <laughs> so from Captain Bird's Eye, we're signing off. Yeah. <laughs> These other stories go wait until another episode. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh shit! Right, right. Well, okay. So anyway, I've been Andy. Yeah, I think we've been talking enough. Gospel up, you've forgotten yeah, that we end the show. We have. <laughs> I think that we've been talking enough. Gospel up this evening or <laughs> tonight, tonight, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> I am Gemma. <laughs> I'm James. Hopefully you're not all too traumatised by this one. I love this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm from the captain. Good night. (laughs) Okay. I'll be seeing you, lad. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just keep recording for a bit longer. (laughs) Oh, Andy, it hurts. Well, this is this is definitely the, not the one you played your aged relatives. <laughs> Gemma, you've got to find a picture of the old Captain Birdseye as the image for this week's show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think we have a... Wow, laddie, you're in for a treat tonight. Is everyone still recorded, by the way? Yeah. Okay, that's all right then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, this episode needs to be called Captain Birdseye or something like that. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Captain Birdseye. Who's in nest. those bu- <laughs> who's, who's in the bushes? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, right. Because <laughs> I really need the loo now. <laughs> <laughs>